Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes are battling their way through hell. Butthole, Juniper, and Moonhammer won God Prom before it was destroyed by Captain Plantier, and they reached out to Ball. Meanwhile, Quinny and Reginald fought Bucky in the archive before being invited to join his secret resistance, and Captain Plantier attacked. Can our heroes do anything without fucking Captain Plantier showing up? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Reginald, you are facing down Captain Plantier. Uh, you are full of uh, of like roid gems, uh, and you've got three um, uh, Manny goons uh, in, in front of you uh, who are like desperately fucked up from from what you've been doing. Um, you've heard Quinny yell, let's go. You see a small dragonborn guy sitting down very politely. Um, he seems to be pretty happy about it in a way that people who are under the, the effects of command generally aren't. Um, <laughs> but uh, the greater concern is uh, the asshole that you you fought uh, previously uh, standing there um, looking looking all smug and Zap Brannigan-y uh, and uh, staring you down. What do you do? Um, I would like to uh, throw one of the Manny people at him and then run away out the door. My man. <laughs> All right. Nice. So go ahead with uh, athletics. Um, does your does your like Doctor uh, Mister Hyde Roid Rage thing give you any advantages to uh, athletics? No, it just it gives me the bonus attack, so it just jumps me from one attack to three. But could could we say I could combine all three attacks into one throw, perhaps? Uh, we could. Uh, I will give you advantage. Yay! It doesn't really make sense to me that if you were fully roided out and not bothering to attack anyone else, that you would just be like, "Yeah, I'm sleepy. <laughs> it's still hard." All right. That is a 27. Yup. Um, all right. So uh, you grab, uh, I don't know, we'll say, do you want to grab the guy with the broken mask, the guy who's bleeding through his shirt, uh, or uh, <laughs> the third guy who is um, holding his shattered hand uh, and staring at it in horror? Oh, funny third guy. He's going to scream the loudest and be the most distracting. Nice. Uh, amazing. So you grab uh, the, the rule of three guy and uh, toss him uh, full on uh, at Captain uh, Plantier, um, who is standing there waiting for someone to tell him uh, where where he can find papers about divorce because he's really got to like figure out this Moonhammer thing. This is 
concerning. Uh, but first, he's got to read up because he doesn't really know what contract law is. Um, and uh, suddenly, the, the person's flying through the air. I'm going to roll and see if he notices or if he's too busy looking impressive. Um, uh, he does. Uh, so he, he just kind of looks up and he's like, Oh no. Um, and he, uh, he uh, extends a hand and just a, a beam, uh, like there's a, a flash of, uh, of brilliant blue energy. Um, and you realize he is, he's just like essentially like water blasted this guy at like full speed. So it just blows a chunk through the guy's chest. Uh, he does indeed scream very hilariously. Uh, and then he, uh, he lands on, on Captain Plantier's arm, like a weird shitty bangle. Um, and he just looks at his like, Ew! And like flicks him off to the ground. Um, uh, in which during which time I assume Ryan, you're fucking booking it. Oh yeah, man, I'm fucking gone. This is not a hero's move. This is a sidekick's folly. <laughs> yeah, great. He uh, he looks down at the guy at his feet. He's like, "There you go. You've been power washed. You're the cleanest you've ever been. You're fucking welcome." They steps on his head as he he marches forward. Um, to to see you run. He's like, "Hey." I know you. You were there. You were there at that concert thing. Fuck you! Um, but uh, unfortunately, he did just use his turn to do that. So you've got a, a round to get away. Um, Quinny, uh, you're uh, up on the second floor still. Um, <clears throat> Captain Plantier has arrived. Reginald is fucking getting out of Dodge. What do you do? I'm going to do the same. I'm going to jump down uh, to where Bucky landed. I'm not sticking around. I'm just landing near him. I'm saying, Bucky, you have to go. This guy's on a whole other level. And I run. Okay, Mr. Quinny. Um, I, I got to kill you, though. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Tyler, I'm going to need, um, I think, probably acrobatics. Uh, this is uh, one of those uh, Michael Bay Transformer, tr like, Transformer tries to grab the, the squishy human as they run by uh, thing. Uh, so to see if you can get past uh, Captain Plantier before he he opens up. Uh, 22. All right. So, uh, you rush by just as he's stepping forward and steps on the guy's head, crushing it. Uh, and, uh, he's like, what, what? Um, and, uh, as you whip past, he's like, and you, um, but, uh, by this point, the, uh, the three or the two remaining, uh, guards on the ground are like awkwardly, like shuffle and hobbling up to him to try and like, you know, defend Bucky. Um, and Brave. he just says, uh, you know, thing about libraries is they're, they're full of pages of trees that have been felled and as librarians think it's time you fuckers gave back. Uh, and then he just puts a hand on both their heads and, uh, their faces, uh, underneath the mask twist into screams as he uh, turns them both into trees, uh, buying you time to escape, uh, behind him. Bucky's like, cool. Oh no. <laughs> Um, and then uh, gets up and uh, leaps out of the hole in the wall that uh, Captain Plantier made, because technically you did command him to get out of here, and he does have to follow your orders. Uh, so when you said get out of here, he's on the next level. He did. Um, so uh, Quinny and Reginald, you are, are running. Uh, you know Captain Plantier is, is there. He might not be far behind you, uh, but you've got a bit of a head start. What do you do? Um, as we're dashing out of the room, Tom... Uh, Reginald would like to hold his flaming warhammer alongside his like weird exterminator gun, using the fire to perhaps turn it into a flamethrower. I buy that, and just 
do three different blasts on the books inside the archive and yell back, you better find your divorce before it burns uh, in the hope it'll keep Plantier focused. And then he's just fucking booking it to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so I'll let that happen. Um, but I'm going to need a dexterity save because t- to pause and do that means that as he's blowing a hole in the one guy, you can just kind of turn his arm 40 degrees uh, to, to oh. maybe get you with a bit of it. Nah, fuck that then. <laughs> <laughs> if he hasn't slowed down at all, he's not fucking doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just figured okay, if you're going to like light it on fire. No, you just, can do that as you're running and like shoot fire over your back, but to like stay in the library. No, no, like, no, 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 no. He'll just shoot it over his back. I feel like that's kind of Reginald's level of heroism. Sure. Um, all right. So you're just like setting random fires. Uh, yeah. Twinny, and, and, you're like dodging around. I'm, like, I'm behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's kind of what you expected from from a tingler, um, but uh, so the two of you are, are running uh, further into uh, back towards the entrance. My question to you is: Would you try and uh, obviously the uh, that wing of the archive is uh, sealed off to you right now because Captain Plantier is there, uh, which unfortunately has a lot of the the stuff you need. Would you try and go somewhere else in the um, Mistratum for now, or would you just get out of dodge, regroup, and uh, attempt when Captain Plantier is no longer here? I don't know. We got the resistance to go to, but okay, we have the resistance to go to, but we really need a fucking lawyer. It's only going to be harder to get in here um, after he's gone with more guards, people like fixing the place up. Let's I try agree. and find what we can and get out of here. Just try and keep away from him. Uh, Tom, is there like an obscure law library? Because I know we looked at the map and figured that shit yep, out. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll totally give you that. Okay, then we're going to book it to the law library, uh, he says. Only it comes out like, blah, 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 uh, through his fangs, and you just see him run that a direction. library? That seems yes. right. Um, that didn't feel good. Um, great, so you run to the library, and um, uh, it's it's up a couple floors, like across a catwalk. It's in a, a slightly different building. Um, behind you, um, as, as you're, you're making your way up, um, you can hear crashing throughout the building. It seems that uh, Captain Plantier is, is clearly a bit vexed and is, is searching either for you or for the information he needs. So this is very much like a, can you get there and get out before he finds it too? Because odds are, if you need a lawyer, he probably needs a lawyer. Right. Uh, so we'll be doing some opposed roles uh, to see how quickly you're able to, to and effectively you're able to do this. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's start with an uh, athletics, uh, just for the two of you booking it. Uh, you're going up and down a lot of stairs, a lot of cardio. Um, it's been a busy day. My athletics is at minus one, but I did just roll a nat 20, so thank goodness for hey! um, And I rolled a 12. Great. Uh, so, um, Quinny, despite uh, not being great at athletics, uh, you are great at trying not to get killed again, and uh, Captain Plantier is pretty much just good at that. So you are... You are running with with fleet feet, uh, springing and striding your way uh, forward. Um, Reginald, the uh, the flamethrower is is heavy on your back. Uh, also, you're roided out, so you're just a little less uh, less uh, agile than you normally would be. Um, you're starting to fall behind uh, a bit, um, and you hear a crash not too far away. Um, and uh, through the walls, you hear, "Are you a lawyer?" And then an explosion. Um, and just said, no one here is a fucking lawyer. And then there's some glass smashing uh, and a, like a, a, an incongruous piano crash sound, uh, mm-hmm. as is often done in Ian Foley of people making a mess. Um, 
but uh, you continue to, uh, to to book it up as as you you kind of cross a catwalk through one of the windows. You can see uh, on a lower floor um, plant here just smashing someone's head into a desk um, and holding up uh, papers angrily in his hand. Um, I, I think at this point, even though he's a stupid monster, he absolutely would ditch the flamethrower out of monster panic uh, and just focus on running. Cool. That's fair. Um, so, uh, you know, like the the shotgun that got jammed in Jurassic Park, you just leave it there. The camera stays on it for a second to show us that our heroes are now in more danger than they were. Uh, and uh, the two of you continue to run, uh, finally reaching the law building and heading for the uh, the the uh, law library or library, if you will. Meanwhile, under the sea, um, Juniper, uh, Butthole and Moonhammer, um, you are slowly making progress um, under the waves as uh, the the demonic mer people surround you. Um, Juniper, you've been eyeing them uh, as you kind of wheel yourself forward. And you can tell that like, despite the, like they're kind of doing that Raptors testing. I don't know why I'm in a Jurassic Park mood today, but realistically, <laughs> that's my mood every day. Quick question. Yeah. Has Juniper turned back into Juniper or are we still Miss Mrs. Paisley? It lasts an hour. How much time has passed, Tom? Uh, not an hour. So if you want to be Miss Paisley, you can continue to be Miss Paisley. I mean, why not? Okay, great. So then you're, you're Miss Paisley uh, shuffling forward because I imagine Miss Paisley is not exactly a striding person. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can tell that uh, the uh, the merfolk are testing the fence, as it were. Um, they've been kind of getting closer and closer uh, to the uh, bubble fart hammer guardians. Words I get to say on the show, um, and uh, you get the sense that they're they're kind of um, starting to gear up for for an actual attack. Uh, you have a couple moments to prepare. What do you do? Do you forge some documents? I mean, I can try to forge some like passage granted from Manny to traverse the seas of this <laughs> hell. <laughs> Um, okay, so using buttholes back as a as a ledger, um, you start to, yeah. to rapidly write. Can you roll me a deception, please? Yeah, sure, totally. Right. It's 19 plus 11, so 30? Uh, you forge a perfect document, and you, you hold it up proudly, um, and uh, one of the, the, the mer person with the best eyes, like, swims up, like, squints, and uh, she uses all three of her eyes to like read, and you can see her eyes like scanning back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, she turns to another uh, mermaid and like mutters something. The other one nods. They both kind of laugh, uh, and then one of them throws a harpoon at you. Oh, um, Manny doesn't rule this ring of hell, baby. <gasps> um, what is your AC as Mrs. Paisley? Uh, funnily enough, it's just the same as Juniper. Fair so enough. So it's nineteen. Oh man, nineteen don't matter when it's a nat twenty. Ah, fuck. <laughs> uh, that is nineteen points of damage as the oh uh, yikes uh, the uh, harpoon comes uh, like a little bit buffered by uh, yeah. by 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 fart hammers, but uh, manages to come through and uh, pierce you in the shoulder. They seem real mad now, and given that they can't get too yeah. close, um, you see them all like picking up like tridents and shit off of uh, the various sunken ships, and it seems like they're they're going to start a, an all-out assault. Uh, Moonhammer, um, you've just seen uh, Mrs. Paisley get a harpoon through the shoulder. Uh, she seems real hurt. Um, things are going kind of badly. What do you do? This episode is sponsored by Shopify. 
When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so Easy. All because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. No, no, your eyes don't deceive you. You are indeed in the presence of the beautiful, glorious, chromium plant here of Dum Dums and Dragons. And yes, 
it is good to spend time with true greatness, is it not? Not like those dum-dums and their heartwarming and hilarious adventures. No, better to spend time with someone like me, who is vain and self-absorbed. Of course, if you wanted to sink to their level, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and help support their adventures for as little as a dollar a month, which would gain you infinite access to our fans-only Discord, where you can talk to other fans about all the adventures the dum-dums are going on. You can add characters to our world. You can even create your own at the $25 level and get your name in the credits. But you don't want to do that. Wouldn't you rather stay here and listen to me talk about me? Um, do I have any special stuff too? Like, I know I can fly into a rage, but um, like you guys have weapons and stuff. I guess I have my hammers. Yeah, you've got your hammers. Um, that said, I didn't want to leave you without ranged uh, ranged abilities. So one moment as I just pull up your character sheet here. Um, I think the way I was going to do it is um, uh, essentially uh, Butthole can summon a spiritual hammer. They can like fly around and hammer people. I think in your case, it's um, almost like a in a video game or something. It'd be like a punch glove where like your your uh, hammer fist comes flying off. In this case, it's like if you slam your hammers together, uh, a spiritual hammer will fly forward and we'll treat that as your ranged attack. It's difficult because you lack hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a, a glowing hammer torpedo can be thrust yes, forward. From yeah, your body. exactly. So use the same stats as your your up close stuff, but uh, that's what that will be. Okay, I'll take a torpedo. <laughs> All right. I cool. wanted something, yeah, that I could like stab or throw through the force field. Absolutely. All right. Cool. So you get two attacks. So you get to fire two hammers. Um, right now there are uh, three uh, mer people kind of floating within uh, shooting range. There's one who just threw the harpoon. There's one with a trident, um, and uh, there is another one who has basically just like a big fucking gross mess of chains uh, with like little daggers and shit on them that it looks like it's going to try and toss through onto you all. Okay. Um, hmm. I was going to go for the trident. I feel like the chains with stabby things is kind of ominous, but I also feel like the trident could kind of puncture through our mm-hmm. dome, yep. our bubble dome, fart bubble dome <laughs> easier. So I'm going to, I'm going to uh, aim my torpedo at that one. Fantastic. Uh, so go ahead and roll uh, 2d20, please. And you're going to add nine to each one. Oh, I do two of them? Yep. As time uh, slows as they all like three. slowly raise 20. their weapons. Mm-hmm. 25 for the first one mm-hmm. and 15 for the second one. Uh, the 25 will hit, the 15 will not. Uh, so then go ahead and roll your damage. Uh, it'll be 1d12 plus 5. Do you yell anything while you shoot a spiritual torpedo out of your body, Alyssa? <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the other thing I said? Okay. <laughs> the other thing was a moon hammer smash. Okay. Yes. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, moon hammer pulverize. <laughs> 
I like that you've got like a real awesome. like anime or manga I'm vibe going of just like Sailor Moon vibes. Your here. name and then a thing you're doing. <laughs> uh, I love it. Thunder Crash. Damage was uh 15. 15. Oh, damn. Um all right. So uh the one with the trident uh just gets fucking slammed uh and knocked back, just kind of swirling back. Uh the trident falls from its hand. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's still alive, but like, it, it's clearly dazed. Like its head's just kind of like floating, but it's, it's no longer floating like vertically the way mermaids always seem to in shows. So it looks fine for us as people who walk upright, um, just kind of drifting back through space, um, uh, trying to get her bearings. Uh, but, uh, seems to be out of this round, which is great. Um, unfortunately, uh, as you fire your second one, um, she's drifting in such a way that it just kind of like flies past and, and dissipates uh, in, in the distance, but one has indeed been pulverized. Um, next up, uh, Butthole. Um, you've just seen uh, the the awesome power of, of Moonhammer's uh, spiritual torpedoes. Uh, what do you do? Okay. I will um, essentially keep I want to drag Mrs. Paisley forwards because Moonhammer seems very strong, but Mrs. Paisley seems not quite as strong or capable having just been shot. So it's like two hand on Mrs. Paisley, almost carrying her like a suitcase, but with like her head out the back so she could see the enemy. Uh, and he will, he will fart and it will within the swirl, just go out and pop right into her mouth. Um, and it'll be cure wounds at level one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. So Mrs. Paisley, despite the taste of disgusting, weirdly helium-fueled fart, um, you will be healed for... uh, Because he's got some bonus healing powers. Nice. That is 18 HP. So get that back. Thank you. And I get three to myself, but I'm already walking, and I'm full health, so I just feel a little special, feel a little jazzy, getting to use magic in front of Moonhammer and be impressive. (laughs) Um. So that'll be my turn, but I think I'll also yell down at Mrs. Paisley, like, you should shoot something or turn into a murderer, please. Uh, It's vaguely high-pitched because there's a little bit of helium from the balloons. Butthole did empty his Mrs. Paisley's balloons, so it is mostly oxygen because helium would just kill them in about 60 (laughs) seconds underwater. (laughs) Moonhammer's is all helium. For some reason, that's fine for her, but he took care of the mortal It's fine. She's fine. Uh, she's given <laughs> up her mortal fleshy body long ago. Um, yeah, that'll be my turn. So just just okay, jogging towards shore. Great. Um, so you're almost there. Uh, you think you'll you'll be there within kind of one. Uh, you can survive like one or two more rounds. Uh, you'll you'll be at the shoreline. Uh, next up, we have uh, the mermaids. So one of them is dazed, so she's not going to do anything. Um, the one who threw the harpoon. Um, like looks back at her friend, picks up the the trident uh, that she's dropped, um, and is uh, so furious that uh, she's going to charge uh, charge at uh, Moonhammer for for causing this this uh, affront. So Ryan, what are the rules again on your your wall of hammers? All right. So hmm. within the wall of hammers, uh, fifteen feet of all directions. Uh, the moment they hit the f- they enter it, they take damage, um, or they have to roll. Um, it is a wisdom saving throw. DC 17. Uh, oh, okay. They barely, they squeak by uh, with the okay. 17. So they will take half of the following damage. Cool. Which is 13. So they'll take six damage, uh, which bad. is radiant. 
Um, and then the moment they enter the field, their movement is reduced by, they have their movement when they're inside the field. So it starts 15 feet away from me. I'm imagining Moonhammer might be behind me. So we could say Moonhammer is twi- is like five feet behind me. So theoretically, they would need 20 remaining feet of movement, even though it's only 10 feet to get to Moonhammer because they're getting dashed around. Yeah. Uh, okay. So a couple things happen. Um, as the uh, uh, the hammers begin to, to hit, like basically... Um, I think this happens, it's been a long time since I saw Aquaman, but I think this happens in Aquaman where he just like gets like an underwater charge uh, where there's just kind of that classic like, you know, spinning water behind you like you're like you are a human torpedo. Um, So she just like coils her whole body up and then just starts kicking her her majestic mermaid tail, uh, like clutching the trident, just going full, full on at you. Um, but as soon as she hits the the fart bubble hammers, uh, the radiant damage um, begins to just like pop and burst against her, and you can see that it's 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 eating away at her as she goes. So she passed her save, but it's still super effective. Um, so she takes uh, double the half damage. So basically, just takes the normal damage um, as uh, the radiant affects the uh, the monstrous guardians of hmm. water hell. Um, uh, so, uh, that said, she's bound and determined. So she, uh, bursts through, uh, the, the side of the, uh, the hammers kind of into, into, um, your, your sphere and is going to attempt to, um, spear Moonhammer, uh, with her powered up, uh, charge. Moonhammer, what is your AC? It should be a number in the middle-ish of your, middle top of your sheet there, uh, armor class. 15. 15? All right. Oh, but I roll so bad. Wait, 15? 15, yeah. 15. All right. One does sneak through. Oh, so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had advantage too, and it was advantage of garbage. Uh, all right. So, um, Alyssa, you're going to take uh, nine points of damage as uh, the trident uh, slams into your your like meaty, muscular, uh, butt-covered shoulder. Um, it just like pierces <laughs> uh, the rubber butts. What They deflate with a sad like noise. And... Um, yeah, now the whole outfit's fucking spoiled. I mean, first the hair, now this. Like, yeah. Chevy Horse Nuts is going to be real mad about this if, if we ever find him again. Um, we probably won't, but who knows? Uh, so, yeah, you take a bit of damage. Um, you're still up. You're still feeling good, but uh, it hurts. It hurts a little bit. Um, that said, the mermaid is now, like, right next to you, which is real unfortunate uh, for her on your turn, which will be coming up in a moment. Uh, next up, we've got the, uh, the one with the uh, the chain net. Um, he's going to throw it, but now he's got to try and avoid his friend, so he can't hit Moonhammer. So I'm going to give him disadvantage because he's trying to throw the net in such a way that it won't uh, trap uh, the, the other... Oh, man. It's good thing I had disadvantage. I got a critical on that, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Uh, instead, I get an 11 plus stuff. Um, Mrs. Paisley, you're 19. Yep. Butthole, you're, I think, 18, 17? 20. 20, Jesus. Yeah. So um, just like net, net. He's like, man. And he throws his, his uh, chain net of knives. Um, but much like everything thrown underwater, it just kind of flitters forward a bit and then just kind of like sinks to the ground and just kind of awkwardly like rolls across the, the 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 ocean floor and kind of bumps into your feet um just like a, a weird shitty metal tumbleweed uh you kind of look down and it, it's you feel more bad for him than anything else everyone else is like being cool and throwing tridents and he he brought a net to a trident fight and that's never a, <laughs> never a, 
a good call unless you're a gladiator which he is not so um <laughs> what a fucking terrible round for the mermen uh <laughs> top of the round um Mrs. Paisley, uh, you've been instructed by by Butthole. Uh, we didn't roll initiative for this, by the way. It just we kind of fell into it, and I think we're just gonna stick to it. Um, That's cool, Mrs. Paisley. You're right. you're being dragged like a, a cool human suitcase. Uh, yeah, you, you're feeling much better despite the the taste of helium uh, and methane in hmm. your uh, on on your palate. Uh, what do you do? Yeah. Um. So I know Retric gave me like Juniper stuff back. Do I have like all of Juniper stuff back? What specifically do you want that you need to ask about? Like a sword. Okay, I do I have her spells? Yes, you are Juniper. You have her. Oh, spells. okay. Those are like. Innate. Do I have the yeah. blade of walls? Um, I'm gonna say you do. It's a facsimile. All the stuff he gave you is a facsimile of your stuff. Yeah. It's not the original, but it's it's good enough. Oh, okay. Do I have my piece of dead coral from the merfolk? That got broken, I think, in a fight with the merfolk because you showed it to the wrong group. Yeah, but I I, I showed it to them, but I still have a piece of it. I'm going to trust fine. you on this because I don't track all of your weird, shitty items. Um, it's yeah, not crossed Laura, out on my sheet. Okay, if it's not crossed <laughs> out on your sheet. I, I trust, I, I trust well, that. Right, now Ryan's looking at me skeptically. So listen, I, I'm going to have to trust you like Tom. I, you know I what? I'm going to listen to the other episode again. Sad. And also I'll save it to leave it. Well, leave it Laura, I, I, honestly, the odds of you meeting Merfolk again soon are, are very low. Um, so let's, let's say this. Um, it was damaged previously. Uh, yeah. You managed to keep a shard, uh, but that does mean that it is less effective, so you'll have disadvantage on... Because uh, it, it gives you advantage on communicating with the merfolk, right? Yeah. Okay, so I don't want to give you disadvantage because that makes it completely moot, uh, but it is damaged, so I'm going to say your uh, critical fail... Um, your critical fail threshold is one to five. <laughs> Okay, so so it is a, it's only a, like yeah, it really only works on like merfolk from the same group as the island there's mm -hmm. on. So I'm just like maybe they're the same. Maybe this time it'll work. So cool. I think with the like if I see them responding poorly, I'll just chuck it at them because this thing has been useless too many times. Great. Um, does Mrs. Paisley have access to all of Juniper's stuff, or would you need to transform back into Juniper in order to have that? Um, because I think based on what I would generally, she would, but um, I think with this new mode of druidic, I'd have to change form, back. You'd have to transform back. I think Juniper gets a gets a pass because she's become sort of the prime the prime yeah. body. Uh, but given that this is one of your transformations, um, in order to act because you've you've ter you've basically polymorphed all of your everything gear into this form. Yeah. So in order to access, you need to polymorph out. I mean, you might have to forge more documents, though. I really don't want you to lose this valuable skill underwater in a fight with trident-wielding mermaids, but... I know, right? Yeah. Um, so let's say I... <laughs> it could <laughs> so be really gonna... useful in the next 20 minutes only. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am going to... So I'll, I'll turn back to Juniper and just okay. be like, dead coral? <laughs> Why, why you, why you attack us is kind of like the face that I'm making uh, while like <laughs> amazing, amazing holding it out. Never, like, never change. Um, okay. <laughs> Go ahead and roll, uh, I guess a persuasion. Sure. Friendship. Oh, uh, nine. Wait, was it nine after you added stuff or nine yeah. before? Oh fuck. So I rolled a two. 
Critical failure. Right. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Through the the waters, uh, you hear the spine of our dead god. She blasphemes. Um, and uh, the merfolk fly into a barbarian rage. Um, as they throw it at them. Uh, I mean, they're honestly, they're pretty happy about that. It's nice to have it back. Um, they start to reach out for it. And then one of the fart hammers just shatters it. Uh, and they're like, oh, further blasphemy. <laughs> Um, and, uh, they, they fly into a rage, uh, Moonhammer, uh, Alan, or sorry, not Alan, uh, normally it's Alan who, who ruins diplomacy this heavily. So I know, right? Uh, Juniper has, has just enraged, uh, the merfolk, the one, uh, that you're, you're tussling with, um, their skin has gone from bluish to like a pulsing red, uh, as, uh, awesome. as they get, uh, they get all, all fired up. Um, that said, uh, this one is like right there with you, uh, having stabbed you with a trident. They're right up in your face, which honestly is pretty good hammer distance. What do you do? Um, is the is the trident still in my arm? Yeah, it's just stuck in your in the flesh of your shoulder. Okay. Um, I think I might save that for later because <laughs> <laughs> kind of like so. I picture myself. Um, we're walking along the ocean floor, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I can see that there is like kind of a rocky bottom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to slam the mermaid's head down with one hammer. So she's like on the ground on a rock and just like smash her head with my other hammer. Awesome. Awesome. Like, so like an otter trying to open a clam, just like down, bam. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, amazing. I love that. Um, okay. So let's go ahead with the, uh, also, uh, I should ask, uh, are you also enraged? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's just a, it's just a, a fucking <laughs> rage, rage fight. Yeah. Uh, it's just two drunk bros at a bar who stood too close to each other for some reason. And that really <laughs> set them off. Um, okay. Wicked. So, uh, I think it would be safe to say that you're likely, uh, making a reckless attack because you just want this guy dead, right? Like you want this mermaid fucking gone. Yeah. So you can roll with advantage. Uh, let's go ahead and roll that first attack to see if you pin them. Okay. The d20, yeah. Yeah, so uh, roll 2d20 and pick the better of the two. Uh, and then you're going to add nine. Okay, so uh, I'm at 26. Great. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so just like, thump, like with a, just a, a, a sort of a, a heavy thunk, um, you grab uh, the mer person, uh, mermaid, I guess this one is, and like pin them to the floor. Um, go ahead and roll your other attack, and then we'll do damage all together because I suspect this mermaid isn't going to make it through the round, but we'll see. <laughs> so, same deal uh, 2d20, uh, pick the best one, and then add nine, please. Ah, crap. 18. Uh, that's still good. Okay. Still goes through. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Captain Plantier, very hard to hit. These mermaids, eh, it's hard to hit. Um, so you bring, uh, you, you just arc, uh, you know, bubbles tracking your uh, your hammer as it comes up and down. Uh, so for your damage, um, it's going to be 2d12 plus 16. As you get plus five for each hammer and your raging, so you get an additional plus three to each one. Uh, so... Yeah, 2d12 plus 16. So it's two of them plus 16? Uh, yes. Okay, so that's 38 then. 
Well, for a creature that had 15 remaining health, uh, this is truly a bad day. Uh, so just like in uh, any of those like underwater shark attack videos where it's just like a fish and then there's just like a spray of red and just like flotsam, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's just that. Like you just hear like a... Uh, and there's just suddenly a red uh, sort of mist kind of floating in the water along with like little brain giblets and that sort of thing. Um, and then kind of stomping out of them uh, majestically, shaking viscera off both hammers uh, comes Moonhammer. Trident still sticking out, saving it for later. You know, just a, mm -hmm. just a nice little treat in case you get hungry later. Um, and uh, yeah, just, uh, just stalking forward. Uh, exactly zero fucks given. Um, what do you yell underwater as you do this? <laughs> um... <laughs> I will return to Bad Hala. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes through underwater with healing. <laughs> um, which somehow makes it more terrifying for all involved. <laughs> um, amazing. So uh, you start forward out of the red mist. Um, I think uh, given that you're just down to the, the, the chain guy, the other one's still dazed, uh, butthole, uh, you feel like if you can just deal with the guy who threw the, the chain net uh you'll be clear to make it to the shore what do you do butthole looks down at his hand and goes oh my god uh and realizes that he's still wearing quinny's ring of super fast swimming or whatever the fuck <laughs> that he used to take down the kraken because it's a ring and he wouldn't have taken it off yep so um he just basically releases juniper uh swings around with uh his hammer and sickle sun scythe uh, and just flies using all the power of his super speed Superman water body or whatever to just fucking human torpedo the motherfucker. Uh, amazing. So are you trying to drag him up onto the shore or are you just trying to like kill him underwater? Kill him underwater and then I could just scoop the other two and we can get the fuck out of here. Great. Um, all right. So go ahead. Well, it's a weird thing, but 15 feet before I hit him, the hammers do. So I'm going to need a DC 17 wisdom save. <laughs> Yeah, man, you ain't wrong. Oh, no, I rolled a two. Uh, so very much, very much hammered. Great. So he takes 15 radiant damage before I get there. So you're just like, flying like, you know, um, hammer out, uh, rage in your eyes, and just like ready for impact. Like you have the hammer out in front of you, I assume, like using yeah. like a battering ram. It's just like you can just imagine you're doing the whole like Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes, like where to hit precisely. It's like the little Star Wars targeting thing. It's like, you're like, great. You think you know where its chest is. This is going to be amazing. Um, and as you get there, it's like uh, watching a vampire get staked in Buffy. Uh, it just kind of like the light continues to glow and burn it away. Uh, and you just like fly through uh, a, a burnt up cloud. Um, and it's it's uh, wildly anticlimactic. You have to kind of like put the brakes on. Uh, you're flailing around with a hammer. You're trying to like turn yourself around. Uh, but uh, yes, the, the hammer damage alone was enough to ice that motherfucker. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he'll turn around and just super speed. And basically what he'd like to do is scoop up Moonhammer and Juniper and then just like throw them onto shore like you see Aquaman do. And then he'd just like to float and bob in the water for a little bit like a dolphin does and be like, hey, look, I could do this. <laughs> 
Uh, amazing. Uh, ring fucking rules. Uh, Juniper. And Moon <laughs> Just like my no. ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's very good. Uh, Moonhammer, what's your reaction to your your favorite cleric uh, doing a dolphin dance like he's a, a fucking trapped animal at SeaWorld? Nice. <laughs> Ryan, right, gain, gain bless. I'll walk out of the water and feel really good about myself. Um, amazing. So uh, having uh, evaded the mermaid's clutches, uh, you, you've made it to shore. Um Moonhammer, uh, if you want uh, to keep the trident with you, you can pop it out of your shoulder and just kind of like sling it over your back. Someone will have to do it for you because, you know, hammer hands. Um, but uh, yeah, if you just want to keep the, the trident for now, you can. Um, you know, so you know that Bunny Hops has gone uh, in search of Baal, which is great, but you also don't know when when Baal will be back and you still need uh, one more key. So luckily for you, um, this remaining key would be slightly easier to get if, if you'd received the other one. Uh, but you know that um, nearby, um, in uh, close to the, the site of, of God Prom, uh, there is a curiosity shop uh, that is a front um, for uh, um, perhaps slightly stronger powers and uh, that the key you require is there. Uh, so Butthole, Juniper, and Moonhammer um, Given that you have to wait for Bunny Hops to complete his quest in the meantime, uh, you decide to head uh, to the curiosity shop. Um, you arrive to find a uh, sort of a, a small, um, uh, kind of almost a hut. Um, and uh, the windows are just like, they're, they're kind of like floor to ceiling windows. They're very big. And they're just packed with garbage. Like it's just one hmm. of those like weird curiosity shops that's just like floor to ceiling trinkets. Uh, outside, they've got like a lot of those like spoon chimes um, and that are hung up. Uh, it is it is nighttime here in God Hell. Um, you can hear uh, the the screams of tortured gods in the distance, um, as well as like uh, the the sirens of like God EMTs uh, responding to uh, the destruction <laughs> of God Prom. Um, but uh, much like uh, the hell that uh, Moonhammer you once ruled, um, there is there are also just you know, demons and torturers, admittedly on a completely fucking different level than uh, the ones in your realm. Um, but they all still have to live here as well. So it's weirdly um, a little bit more familiar here than uh, the administratum hell would be uh, to you now. Um, so you approach, uh, the name of the shop is um, uh, Tiny Goli Tiny the Goliath's uh, Large and Small Emporium and Stuff. <laughs> Um, and you, you can see that true to the name, uh, the, the hut is kind of built on a weird angle. So like the back half is like higher than the front half and like everything's kind of slanty. Um, it looks, uh, like Tim Burton or Escher designed it. Um, but, uh, the, you can see just a small wisp of smoke, uh, kind of curling up, uh, from, from the, the chimney. And admittedly it's, uh, it's pretty chilly out here. So th there is something kind of warm and inviting to that Moonhammer. Um, you are aware that uh, this shop is a front um, for um, one of the hosts, uh, the the people who actually control uh, the various rings of hell. Uh, Juniper, you have in fact already met one of these. Uh, Retric Khan is uh, is mm. one of them. Um, so this is a, a a sneaky backdoor for them into and out of this world. And unfortunately, you require a key from one of them 
in order to to be able to leave. Unfortunately, your contact wasn't able to give you much more information than that because you were hammering him at the time, uh, and uh, he only got so much out before he went squish. Um, so all you know is that um, uh, the store is a front and that uh, Tiny the Goliath runs it. But beyond that, you're not too sure. You guys have a, a moment to kind of come up with a plan uh, before you go in and, and try and figure out how to uh, find the secret that uh, this place holds. Uh, Moonhammer, I think we're going to say you relay all of this to um, Butthole and Juniper just to save time. Uh, how would you guys like to approach this? Uh, Tom, quick question. If we were walking to this place, could Moon? Could we perhaps help Moonhammer patch her various wounds? And perhaps oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Please, we're we're out of combat. You can you can spend hit dice. Um, oh, yay! Uh, Alyssa, <laughs> I didn't write these down on your sheet, uh, but basically, since we're on a, a quick rest, um, you've got some dice that you can spend just to regain some health. So um, I will go ahead and roll those for you. Uh, oh, damn! I rolled good. Uh, you can regain nineteen um, uh, points of damage. The damage points they're like throughout the game, right? Like, cause I was down to like I've been going just down. Like I haven't healed back up at all. Before. Yeah. So generally speaking, whenever we're out of combat, uh, if you want to heal up, and sorry, I, sh I should have clarified this for you. Um, just let us know. And basically, anytime you're you're not in like an active combat situation where you're taking a rest, um, you can regain some health by spending these. So you have. Is there 12... a limit on how many health dice a person can use, Tom? Um, yeah. Yes, you have a maximum number of, of. No, I just mean in one thing. Like, could you blow your wad and be like, "I'll use all twelve hit dice and be uh, back you to could, and you just wouldn't get them back until your next long, long rest. rest. And so far, you guys haven't had uh, a long rest. <laughs> You've been on on the road, and you only so get half rest. half back after a long rest or something. Something like that. I'm not sure. We very rarely use hit dice, yeah. but that's that's kind of where it's at. So, um, Alyssa, you have. Uh, we just used two. Uh, that means you have ten remaining. So, so how much? Still... How much are you still injured, Alyssa? Um, well, I'm started at 125 and I'm 110 right now. Would you right, like you want... to spend another one? <laughs> I God. mean, I have 10 left. <laughs> I believe so. You have let 10 me... more dice you can add to heal let me, yourself. Let me check so. your sheet. How many hit dice do you guys have right now? 12. You get 12? one die per level. Yeah, I have 12. Oh, great. Yeah, so you got 10, 10 remaining. So you can absolutely burn some of these guys. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, great. I gain an additional six. Okay. Jesus. Keep Not going or stop ship. where you are. Yeah, now you've got nine more dice you could use, Alyssa. You want to keep going until you're 100%? I mean, yeah, I... Might as well. Might as well. You gain an additional one. Ah! <laughs> keep going, Tom. We got to get to that 125, baby. <laughs> Game three. Seven remaining dice. How much more do you need, yeah, Alyssa? Let's get it. Yeah. All right. Keep she going. Bet not black. Double gain an additional 12, bringing you up to your maximum. Okay, so I'm back at 125. It's all good. I had to roll like seven. because Tyler is once. so forlorn at the idea of 125. Yeah. Look at that face. Look at that yeah. sad boy. I'm capped at 75 hit points. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a squishy boy. It's our soft boy, Quinny. Oh my God. I'm going to be sick. Yeah. <laughs> 125. You had, you had more than twice my... Like hit points. Look, left barbarians don't get to do a lot of stuff. They get to go into rages and they can like shrug off things and add some things where they, they also forever. are very hearty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got um, 107. So Moonhammer's topping me. Whoa. Boy. Cool. Uh, so now that we're all finished com uh, comparing dick sizes, um, <laughs> Alyssa's got the biggest cock. She does have the biggest I cock. Do. Yes. Yeah. Biggest of all. Um, got the biggest hammer. Hey. Oh. Hey. Um, so how do you want to approach, uh, 
Tiny the Goliath's uh, Big and Small and Stuff Emporium. Yeah, so Moonhammer, do we have anything that this tiny might want? Like we could trade or perhaps make a gift or an offering. God's like that. Do you think he'd like a trident? I literally don't know. So I think we should go with that. <laughs> That's pretty good. We'll try to trade the trident. Otherwise, I've got, well, I have a sigil of the one of many faces. Mm. I don't fucking want this goddamn piece of shit. So we should roll that in there. Juniper, do you have anything we can give away? Do you still have uh, that weird coral thing? It might actually have some value here. Are you... Oh, you mean the spine of the dead Murgod? Yeah, that would have huge value here. Didn't... C- come on. You saw what happened. <laughs> no, no, no. You were facing out the back. I was running forwards. No, oh, I threw it at them. And then your armor's oh. just... It didn't... It Look, it hadn't worked for me in a long time. I got frustrated and I threw it. It's gone now. Okay. Well, do you have anything else we could offer a god that might be of interest? I mean, I... I'm not giving my forgery kit away. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's Mrs. Paisley's. That's not really yours to give. <laughs> I'm like looking at the shit I have. It's like discount card at hand or costume <laughs> shop for next year's <laughs> festival. <laughs> there we go. Boom. This guy's probably going to want to go to hand or. So, all right. So we've got a discount card from the hand or costume shop. We've got a I have a potion of greater healing. No, we. that's useful for you. Don't give okay. that away. You, you throw it you, at some mer people. I was gonna say, you make poor combat decisions and we need you to not die. So keep the potion of healing. <laughs> Also, if I go down, I can't heal anybody. So that's the only shit that'll heal me. So <laughs> I the champion of Handor Crown. <laughs> oh, you started with that discount card and we come around to <laughs> the crown. There we go. All right, we got a crown, we got a trident, and we got a sigil of the one so in many faces. useless shit from Handor. Great. Um, so the goal is to offer these up uh, to Tiny in the hopes that uh, your offering will be enough. Uh, yeah, to we want to make a friend. Yep, great. Um, all right, so um, who uh, who boots open the door? It's me. It's always me. It's a store. Butthole kicks open the doors <laughs> to stores and yells, hello, new friend, every time. Um, you try and boot the door, and the door opens like three inches and then just hits a pile of stuff, and you hear just a tremendous crash, um, <laughs> and uh, a voice just goes, oh, no, not my store. Hello, new friend. Uh, Juniper kicked open your door, but I'm here to say hi. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Well, uh, come on in. Um, as you you come in, you see uh, just like a uh, like a, a little tiny guy, um, just like adorable, just like very cherubic, <laughs> um, and uh, he, he's just wearing like uh, like like a little like cozy knit sweater um and uh, uh slippers and he's just like looking at this pile of stuff and this whole place is just like junk from the floor to the ceiling so realistically it's not like he ruined some grand display but he clearly uh, has a, a system um and he says oh well i guess it's nice to have customers uh here uh, come in come in um i'll i'll lovingly restack my treasures later i suppose um but always happy to meet new friends so he kind of gestures you through the stacks um and as you're kind of making your way through them um his head is slowly rising, and as you realize, the further he's getting into the shop, the bigger he's getting. Uh, and uh, eventually, he kind of brings you around to the counter, and he's like, okay, so uh, hello, new friends. Uh, welcome to uh, my shop. Uh, what kind of curiosity is going to get you here today? 
well, we've heard that you're like the coolest person ever, so oh. we kind of brought you some things we'd like to trade in exchange for a magical key to Budhala or something. Whoa, whoa, magical keys. There's no such thing here. I am but a humble emporium. Oh, so you like lying. Uh, whoa. I'm whoa. super famous and I'm bald or something. Okay, this is a fun game. So how about you give the key to me and then we'll all be friends. <laughs> Want to roll a persuasion check there, pal? <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Well, that is a nine. <laughs> I got a 21. You just, <laughs> and you realize you, you may have lost your, your chance. Um, and he turns to you, Moonhammer, and he just says, I don't trust this one anymore, despite his plea of friendship. Uh, pray tell, what have you brought me? Uh, I have brought you this very unique and rare trident uh, taken from... <laughs> The Merqueen of the Deep. Very amazing. Very rare. Uh, I'm going to need a deception check from you, please, Alyssa. I don't believe you have that skill, so this is going to be a straight D20, please. Okay. Does she have a charisma score at all? It is plus zero. Oh, wow. Twelve. Uh, okay. He... Uh, let me see. Oh, I rolled a, a nat 20. Uh, he says... <laughs> Uh, I sold the trident of the Merqueen last week, and honestly, it wasn't as nice as this. Royals be crazy. Uh, in any case, both of you have failed my test. How about you? And he turns to Juniper. He's like, person who knocked in my door, what have you brought? Oh, right. I, I lied. That was me who did the door. She's a nice person. You should listen to her. But you are full of lies, so perhaps this is the lie, and she did in fact knock open the door. Now I am in quite a tizzy. I didn't knock over the door. It was uh, Moonhammer? Double negatives. Okay. Oh my goodness. And I just like, okay, I'm just <laughs> pulling out all the stops. I throw on my like costume of like twigs and um, what was it? Like twigs and branches. Oh, hey, look at this fancy fucker. I've got like my crown, of metal crown of flowers. I've got, um, a, the, I've got that one reflective mask yep. and then the wide brimmed hat that like totally puts everything in shadow. So I'm just like, ah, reflective, ooh, shadow, reflective, ooh, shadow, like bring it up and down <laughs> along with a discount card. I'm like, ever Wait, go into Handor? I can get all of these things that you have at a discount? If I use this card? Yes. And the discount is just one piece of that key that we, the key that we, the, the wait, the key that we need. Don't we need a key? <laughs> like a moon hammer. Like, was it a piece of the whole thing? Oh, we need the whole thing. Oh, the whole key. The whole, one oh. whole key instead oh, that, of two. That was going to be a real good deal for me. But honestly, I, I do, I do love a deal. Uh, sure. I'll take your card. Um, that was very confusing, but Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, for both of us. You people are strange. Uh, okay, listen. Uh, I only ask that you uh, you don't uh, tell the host how you found them. Okay, I'm supposed to be keeping people away. I just love deals, as you can tell from all of the treasures I've accumulated. Uh, and he says, uh, "Hang on, I, I gotta go close the door so no one sees what happens here." And he kind of like walks like he's doing a shitty improv of going downstairs, and he gets the front door and he clicks it. He's like, "Okay." 
so listen, just go go turn that the, the head of that famous uh, orcish playwright Shakespeare up and just push the button that's there, and that'll take you right down. Okay, and uh, Butthole will go over and do what he's told. Uh, so you push the button, and um, one of the uh, the shelves full of stuff um, shifts uh, and, and slides away. You realize everything in there has been affixed to the shelf. Uh, it's not, in fact, a bunch of stuff that's been piled. It is a clever secret door, and beyond it, there is a, uh, a glowing portal. So, Moonhammer, do we just, like, go through this, or... Do we like do a ceremony around it? It kind of looks more like a door than a key. Yeah. The the host uh, who lives beyond the door is likely the one who has the key. Okay. Well, I think we have to go inside. Go through the portal. All righty. Uh, butthole just jumped through. <laughs> um, uh, I assume uh, Moonhammer or Juniper, you're following? Yes, I'm following. Uh, this, yep. Following uh, Butthole again. And so all of you um, leap through and uh, tumble out um, into a, uh, a massive um, sort of like circular room. And around it, um, you can see um, there are just mirrors everywhere of different shapes and sizes. Uh, and um, in the center of the room, there's like a big kind of ratty overstuffed red couch. Uh, facing the mirrors. And as you look, you see that all of the mirrors seem to be showing scenes uh, from around uh, Dumb Faerun, from around the realms. Um, and uh, you hear a little voice go, ah! Uh, and uh, so, uh, like a little face kind of peeks up over the couch um, and says, ah, who, who are you? Hello, new friend. So I'm Butthole. I'm the king of a car. Uh, this is Juniper. And that's and Moonhammer <laughs> and Old West Moss. Yeah, you're figuring this out. This is pretty good. So you are? I am the great wizard Bukake, your host. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-A-H. ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Great Dane, Acrix, 
Cameron Ezel, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's a tale of learning and healing. We've got a whole province going to see one overworked witch in a candy cottage that's been chewed to pieces by the local kids. Of fairies and magic. You're touching the sapphire of assessment! I'm not touching it! I'm just putting my hand near it as I focus my brainial waveforms on it. Stop it! I'm not even touching it! Of struggle against the odds. This is my team. They may not live up to your vision of a perfect, efficient department. They don't live up to my vision of a stampede in a barnyard. Ooh, kingly. That's how you know it's working. And now, it returns at last. Alba Salix, Royal Physician, Season 2. Alba Salix, Royal Physician, from Fable and Folly. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts or look us up at fableandfolly.com.